1: We don't have ads. I do. <laughs> well, that that's all that matters. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> does he not have his ads yet? Yes, he does.
3: <laughs> I do?
2: You're done with them, actually.
3: Oh, okay, good. <laughs> that's awesome.
2: He doesn't have anything today? He already recorded this. Because
3: sometimes sh- we record clients before the show. And then we get that kind of done and tidied up. That way, Joe, let's do, do the show. What are you waiting for? Let's do this. <laughs> Frataloni's Hardware and
2: Garden Stores Just brings you video. Garage Logic Podcast number 1146, September 7th, 2023. 98 degrees on this day in 1976, and 40 degrees on this day 20 years earlier in 1956. Joe Sushar. I have breaking news. Jimmy Buffett?
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be a good day here. I can see that already.
2: <laughs> oh, Nasri Joe. Warsami. Now, is that the guy uh, Rook said worked at the airport?
3: I believe so, wasn't yeah. it?
2: Nasri Warsami brought in a Somali warlord. For a fundraiser? Oh, yeah. You yeah, get to do is, it. Well, uh, Steve Mulholland from the Belly of the Beast alerted me to this. Warsami is running against uh, Aisha Chugati, the Marxist who represents Ward 10, but she's not left enough. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> it, it, to the point she's where, not
3: open-minded enough to
2: have a. <laughs> to the point where Mulholland said, uh, "This." This might mean you're going to resent the loss of Chugati if she loses. Oh, my God. Compared to this guy. Well, here's what the Minnesota Reformer reported. It uh, was founded by a former Minneapolis Star Tribune reporter, and they've got I, I It sounds to me like they're in competition with Alpha News. Okay. I can only conclude that they would not have printed this. If it wasn't factual, Warsami was the guy whose followers remember created the dust up at the at the DFL endorsing mm-hmm. convention mm-hmm. this summer.
1: That's right. When yeah. they
2: uh, completely misbehaved, Minneapolis City Council candidate Nasri Warsami, uh held a June fundraiser featuring the site. Cy- I never knew how to pronounce this word, S-C-I-O-N. Sion. The Sion of a Somali political family whose patriarch was known as a ruthless warlord whose clan-based militias intercepted food shipments and attacked UN peacekeepers. This is not the Minneapolis we once knew, is it? The late Mohamed Farah Adid was a key player in the 1990 coup, after which Somalia's government collapsed in 1992 amid famine. His son, Hussein Farah Adid, spoke at a fundraiser for Nasri Warsami, a DFL candidate running against Councilmember Asha Chugadi. Warsami's Law and Order campaign was hampered by a fracas that broke out during the Ward 10 DFL Endorse Convention after Warsami supporters took over the stage as Chugati was about to speak. Hussein Farah Adid was a successor to his father, Mohamed Farah Adid, whose militia engaged the U.S. military in the Battle of Mogadishu as recounted in the book and movie Black Hawk Down. Somalis dragged the bodies of U.S. soldiers through the streets. Saeed Salah Ahmed, a retired University of Minnesota instructor, said he was astonished to hear Hussein Farah Adid was the guest speaker at a Warsami fundraiser and said most Somalis would not give him a warm reception. It's reflective of the dark time, he said, of the Civil War years when the warlords were in action and people suffered. Before the Civil War, Ahmed attended a peace conference with Mohammed Farah Adid, whom he called a warlord who spoiled the whole situation. Hussein Farah Adid served as a translator and liaison to his father in Mogadishu for a few weeks in late 1992 and early 1993, he had immigrated to California as a teenager in 1979, joined the Marines, and served in Kuwait during Desert Storm, according to Military.com. Adid was working for a local government in California in 1993 when the Blackhawks went down. He later told the L.A. Times he watched in horror as it unfolded on TV, saying the death of U.S. Rangers was like a black hole inside of me. The next day, a Marine commander asked him to beg his father to release a captured American pilot, Hussein Farah Adid. He's the son of the warlord. Was brought in uh, here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Hussein Farah Adid visited Somalia in 1995, the same year his father declared himself president of Somalia and named him his successor. After being wounded in battle, Mohammed Farah Adid died in 1996 in his powerful Habir Gadir clan declared his son their leader at age 33. He left his $9 an hour California job and returned to Somalia, where he assumed control of his father's militia, inherited a vast swath of territory, and became one of Somalia's most powerful warlords himself. (laughs) Jesus Christ I'm praying He began referring to the Black Hawk Down Incident as a gloomy day for the Aggressors and a victorious day for The Somalis Mm. by 2007 He was interior now I'm talking About the guy who came here and was a marine Marine By 2007, he was interior minister for Somali's transitional government, trying to restore security to Mogadishu. He told the Times he never developed his taste for life as a warlord. My father was a general, he said. He did things by action. I reversed. I flipped the coin. I did things through reconciliation. I'm almost done. But militia men loyal to him were responsible for public executions. According to the Christian Science Monitor, he was described by the L.A. Times as a wily opportuni- opportunist who switches alliances easily but struggled to get out from under his father's shadow. He went back and forth between cooperating with the U.N. and continuing to fight for control of the country. We're talking about the guy who uh, Warsami brought in, Military.com reported. No, we're talking about his father. No, right? we're talking about the son. Who's, who was brought in by Warsami. The son is Hussein Farah Adid, who could not be reached for the interview and eventually re- eventually renounced his claim to the presidency and signed a UN-brokered peace agreement sharing control of Mogadishu. He defected, at Era- he defected to Eritrea in 2007, but later hired a Miami political consulting firm to support a run for president of Somalia. Experts say both father and son contributed to the instability and chaos in Somalia. Both are still vilified in some parts of the country for using ruthless tactics to crush opponents, the Times reported. On social media posts, Warsami, the local candidate in Ward 10, called Hussein Farah Adid, my brother, the boy who was the lion of Africa. Neither Warsami nor his spokesman responded to an interview request from the reformer. During his speech at the fundraiser, Hussein Farah Adid urged Somali Americans to unite around Warsami, calling on them to forgive each other and reject clan tribalism, which he called evil. A video of the event of the event shows. Check this out. Go ahead. Explain you mean to this. tell me that you got a guy running for Ward Ten in Minneapolis okay. right? against the Marxist Chugadi? What the hell's her name?
1: Asia Chugadi. Right. We're talking Nasari Warsami, correct? You, yeah. You're, you're talking about Nasari
2: Warsami, who's running against Asia Chugadi. Yeah. Uh, he brings to town. Uh, to For a fundraiser, a guy who was the son of a notorious warlord in Somalia and who himself had inherited his father's militia but is contending that the warlord life really wasn't for him. I'm, I'm, paraphrasing, I'm paraphrasing everything <clears throat> I've read. And as, as, as Steve Mulholland in The Belly of the Beast notes, this may be a classic case of the salon dweller we know is more palatable than the next one to come along.
1: Mm, I think they're both bad.
2: Even though the salon dweller we know is the Democratic Socialist Chugati. It appears that Warsami welcomed Hussein Farah Adid, the son of a Somali warlord, to his June fundraiser in Minneapolis. Adid's father, Mohamed Farah Adid, was a key player in the 1990 coup of Somalia and led the militia which fought the U.S. military in the Battle of Mogadishu. Get, uh, uh, get Jeff Dayton on the phone. We we have to completely lose ourselves in something
3: that's— I, I sent oh, him a text. This and... is this is,
2: this is This is incredible. This is absolutely incredible. The younger Adid went on to become a warlord himself after his dad died, and once called the Black, Ho- black Hawk Down incident a victorious
1: day for the Somalis. But he also said that when uh, he watched this, he watched in horror as it unfolded on TV. At the time, he was working in local government in California, saying the death of the Rangers was like a black hole inside of me. Right, right. So he's. All over and saying what, whatever's convenient, I think. I think he'll say whatever fits the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and the opportunity in Minneapolis, uh, for some reason, Warsami knows this guy and apparently knows him well enough to say, will you come to town uh, and help me fundraise? Because I'm trying to beat this other commie for the Ward 10 seat and i think many of my somali constituents my friends would uh like to see you I, i'm guessing i i'm i'm struggling to understand uh all of the players here but uh it tells us that uh this ain't your father's Minneapolis anymore.
3: It's not even your older brother's Minneapolis <laughs> this this anymore. This isn't
2: even Chugatti's Minneapolis anymore. Can, can this I, is not Lisa Bender. She was Ward 10. This isn't Lisa <laughs> Bender's Minneapolis anymore.
1: No, no. I want to throw a few more logs on the already out of Why control not? fire. Why not? Uh, and I know we've <laughs> talked about this before, but Nasari uh Sami's campaign manager, Abshir Omar. Yes. He worked for Sanders, Bernie Sanders, in Iowa, and he was also, and I know we've talked about this, also identified as currently being investigated by the U.S. Just, just, Justice God, thank you, Department for the Feeding Our Future scandal. Oh, come <laughs> on in. Joe, and this is just wild speculation, but I have to say it. Do you suppose some of that money, those millions and millions of dollars, found their way to Somalia?
3: Yes. Yeah. Well, it's already been proven, right, with yeah. land acquisition and other things. Walls, you're running a hell
2: of a state. Although I can't pin, I can't pin Hussein yes. Farah Adid on walls. This is a. Uh, this is amazing. This. This is just. <laughs> the, I don't know where to go here. This is
1: so mind boggling. This. this. I I love Minneapolis so much. It's just Minneapolis it's, uh, is now my most favorite city in the whole wide world. <laughs> You're Joe, gonna move back, aren't you? The the third precinct headquarters isn't, isn't in the third no, precinct. Not in the third precinct, and it's costing them way more money. Then it would if they just remodeled the building. <laughs> in a guy, guy,
2: running for a council seat in the absolute <laughs> heart of the city. Yeah, the uptown, the lakes, the where where people live and work. The, yeah, who. who he has brought to town on his behalf
4: a bleeping <laughs> warlord! Third World Warlord! Third ward. World Warlord! Well, I can make it even more convoluted. Please. Oh, good. Yes, please. Well, the water's was, warm. This fellow was a member of the United States Marine Corps. Yeah. I know, I yeah. said that, yeah. Yeah. And oh, you did say it already. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it's just I, I had some glossed. With
1: it's glossed over, John, in the uh, in the piece. It's just barely mentioned. But yeah. He was over there during Desert Storm in uh, Kuwait. Yeah. Yep. And then, yeah. he,
5: then,
2: and then, which we also don't know, he left his $9 an hour job in California. What the hell was he? Third assistant shift leader at Arby's? Or was
3: that his Tony uh, Soprano cover-up job?
1: That's a hell of a career jump, though. $9 an hour to... <laughs> to to, uh, to
2: speaking on behalf of a <laughs> guy whoa. in Minneapolis who wants a city council seat.
1: Oh wow!
2: What a uh, the town has been turned over to the mystery. And, Minneapolis and just, is so it's, it's awesome. over. It's just yeah. so over. It's just incredible. What possibly could uh, Nasri Warsami uh, have as his interests? What, what do you think his interests are on behalf of the city?
1: He's milking the city and the state for every cent they have. Yep. Sending it right to Somalia.
2: The Somalis must be really, really sharp people. Because it took them about three minutes to figure out how to completely screw the U.S. <laughs> Not just this state. Yes, this was a nationwide scheme. It took them three minutes to get Ilhan Omar into office. Can we? It's, these people should be congratulated. They're masterful. I they're want just you to, masterful.
1: You put a note up on your bulletin board, a permanent note. I'm going to predict right here and now that uh, Nasari wins oh, this Oh, hands fall. down. Uh, hands down. I, I want it noted. Yes.
3: I would have brought something up to answer your question. I wouldn't but, even but, give
2: you odds on that. Right? <laughs>
3: I would have mentioned something about their sharpness, but John and I already fought once this week, so oh. I don't want to fight again. All right.
1: Well, I don't, I think we're all on the same team here, Chris. Let's not. Uh, no, let's... but, but
3: uh, to answer Joe's question, it how quickly they were able to, you know, get Ilhan. In well, look at and the behavior
2: like of Warsami's followers at the Ward Ten convention in That's June. Tells you everything. They behaved like mm-hmm. a militia. Yep. Yep. <laughs> they behave like mad people mad men it's our stage we don't care it's your turn to speak our stage
1: they <laughs> caused the problems and then blamed others for the problems they, they caused and if you bring up issues like this you're labeled as a racist
3: I don't care anymore I don't care anymore I knew
4: you were going to do you that you never
2: know <laughs> Garage yeah. logic, a peaceful little little seat of Gumption County, an imaginary place in the minds of many Minnesotans where people mow their lawns and pay go their fishing taxes. and pay their taxes and wonder what in the hell's happening to the rest of the world outside the confines of the county. We find ourselves sometimes embroiled in some of the strangest stories. And uh, among them, I would have to say a uh, deposed warlord coming to town to campaign for Nazri Warsami is is right up there. I think it's right up there with anything we've ever challenged or come across. And uh, I think I'm just going to go to the NAC Hardware Lounge and just get so completely hammered,
3: I won't even know what day it is. I have a question.
1: <laughs> yes. Outside
3: of what I probably assume you're going to write about for the first time in six or seven months, what other I'm outlet? not writing about this. Oh, I, I assumed you were going to. Uh, uh, nobody at the Tribune will write about That this. was I was going to ask. If yeah. they do,
2: they'll figure out a way to, to make it sound wonderful. Look at how inclusive we are. We've decided to
3: include a warlord. We're so
2: damn diverse. We're bringing in warlords. Uh, Hey, how you doing over there? there? Uh, I got to read you an email. I love love GLers. Hail the flashlight, game. Hail, Hail you. you. Well, my wife and I made our yearly trek up to the People's Republic of Minnesota last month from our home in Monroe, North Carolina. As always, we stopped at Grunhofer's. It's an important part of the trip. This year was a bit different as I had orders from two of my North Carolina friends who I had over for some of the caramel apple, apple brats early this year. Mm. They placed orders and off I went to the Hugo location. When I walked in with my 1973-era Coleman cooler, the lady behind the counter said, here's a man on a mission. I filled the cooler with a variety of flavors, including the root beer float, caramel apple, gummy bear, and my favorite, the chicken with wild rice brats. A couple hundred bucks later, I was back on the road to North Carolina. As always, it is an amazing experience to stop at Grunhofer's and check out the new flavors. And needless to say, my friends Ben and John were thrilled when we arrived back home with their order. Faithful listener in North Carolina, Gary Hoonerkoek. Uh, P.S. I also brought back a pack for my daughter Gretchen, who you golfed with several years back. Yes, I do remember Gretchen. Hell of a golfer. Uh, Thank you, uh, Gary, from North Carolina. You're talking about Grunhoffers in Hugo. That's the original location on Highway 61. Grunhoffers in Forest Lake, just immediately east of 35 on Highway 97. And a soon-to-be-announced location for a new store in the White Bear Lake area. Uh, it's Grunhoffers. I want to give you a phone number, too. You're putting together the big Vikings bash. Uh, You might want to give Grunhoffers a heads up so they can prepare whatever you want—steaks and ribs and and, chops—and I'll get that number for you. I got it here someplace. Uh, This ain't it.
5: You just—yeah, get me the
2: number to Grunhoffers because. uh, they like to have a little heads up time and they'll put together a great package for you for your uh, party. I got it right here 651 <laughs> 426 2800. Place your orders for dried, aged sides and quarters of beef, steaks, roast, bone in, soup bone, short rib, stew meat, hamburger. They got you covered. And always have all the brats at Grundhoffers.
3: You know, the investment game can be awfully tricky, especially in these volatile times, and that's why you need the best, and also somebody that you can trust, and that's why I rely on Josh Arnold. We know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts, and he's here for you, so give him a call today for that free 48-minute, no-obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, 952-925-5608. Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success, and he's here to help you, so give him a call today. no obligation that's right no obligation it's absolutely free 952-925-5608 and tell them you heard about him here on the garage logic podcast investment services offered by josh arnold investment consultant llc a security investment advisor past performance is no guarantee of future results all investments involve risk all comments and opinions are josh arnold's and do not constitute investment advice chris reavers is
2: a paid endorser
1: it's the end of the world as we know it and he feels fine Joe Suchere. You've got mail. We get a a lot of questions from the GLers, intrigued by Seafoam, but have yet to use it. Not sure if it's good for the vehicle. The question, uh, is it okay in your, your RV? Yes. Your generator? Yeah. How about that old classic, that 67? Oh, heck yes. Uh, Seafoam is safe in both gas and diesel cars, trucks, mowers, outboards. You know what? It also works in race cars, modifieds, late models, anything with a gas tank, carburetors, injectors. Whatever you got, Seafoam is your friend. It's easy to use. You pour it in, dump it in your fuel tank for fuel system issues, or dump it right into the crankcase to loosen up all that gunk and garbage in the crank. Uh, safe, yeah, very safe. It does not contain any harsh chemicals made with 100% petroleum ingredients, safe for any engine. And you can find it everywhere. Neighborhood auto parts stores, farm and hardware stores, big retailers, little retailers, the Knack Hardware. Pick up a can today, start reaping the benefits immediately. A wonderful product in a world of bad gas. Sea foam,
2: because we can. We're going to swing into the biggest non sequitur in the history <laughs> of garage logic. We have Jeff Dayton from Nashville on the phone. Jeff, hello.
6: Good morning, guys. How's my favorite bunch of knuckleheads? Pretty good. <laughs> you were uh, you
2: were a friend and a big fan of Jimmy Buffett. Is that correct?
6: Yes, sir. Uh, uh, well. I wish I could say I was his friend. I was friends with the guys in the band, many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jimmy was just beyond my reach. Mm-hmm. And uh, But man, did he ever have an effect on us all.
2: John Het would like to ask you a few questions. He is our de facto musical director, well,
1: just as you have been a musical director. Uh, john, tell uh, tell um tell him the truth. Tell him why we're yeah, really I, calling I plan to.
4: Jeff, we're really calling because uh, we do a, a segment in the news. Uh, oh, hi, by the way, Jeff. Good to talk to you. Um,
6: hey, John you not my brother Picker.
4: <laughs> it's uh i'm, I'm okay
6: hey uh, by the way anyway, your son did great at the fair gotta thank you for that oh That's yeah fun. he had a blast yeah he was he was happy to. Show i'll him buy
2: him an, an airplane there. ticket for him to nashville if you can put him to work
6: <laughs> uh come on uh-huh you know, it's <laughs> november and december boys come on down
4: yeah Anyway, Jim, uh, go ahead. Uh, back to what we're talking about. We have a little segment in the news when, when a musician dies, a somewhat well-known musician or even obscure. It started as an obscure musician death thing because, uh, yeah. you know, I, I know yeah. a lot of musicians. These guys don't. Sorry, guys. And, uh, <laughs> well, I, I bring up Jimmy Buffett Monday. I said, boy, there's been a few musician deaths. Let's start with Jimmy Buffett. At which point the host of the show, Mr. Suchere, uh, seems to indicate, yeah, he wasn't very good. And then, as we continue to talk, we realize the only song I think Joe has ever heard by him is Margaritaville. See, so we want oh, you yeah. to tell us tell us a bit about what you think of Jimmy and Buffett. And then, then I'll clarify songwriter. the misconceptions well, yeah. John created. <laughs> There's well, if, no misconceptions. If this, yeah. if this is now, if he's going to clarify him, I I will challenge him then. To sing at least two bars from any other Jimmy Buffett song. <laughs> yeah. No,
2: yeah. Jeff. What what I Jeff, Jeff. What I said <laughs> was I admired <laughs> a guy who could uh, turn
6: one I'm on the radio. song. at <laughs> a Thank you, man. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. He's in yeah, the, rest- in up the up restaurant. Here. Jeff. <laughs> no, I'm in my yard, and there's an insurance adjuster here to meet my landlady. Ah. <laughs> uh, so, well, yeah.
4: Joe. Joe. What? Joe's the- with me. Huh. Go ahead. What Joe was going to tell you was that he liked his business acumen. I love the fact that he turned a song into a billion-dollar empire. But but he also indicated, as we talked about his music, the only song he knew by Jimmy Buffett was Margaritaville, and that Jimmy Buffett was somewhat of a mediocre uh, artist. Now, I'm asking you, because I argued with him that day, to perhaps tell him that Jimmy wasn't just a mediocre artist. Go ahead. The floor is yours.
6: Well, no, not at all. Here's what I think about Jimmy. And I didn't know all of this until I got deeper into his uh, catalog and started listening to the songs, that the guy was a scholar and a poet, and he loved reading, and he loved exploring authors that nobody's heard of. And he read and read and read, and of course he was educated, um, and he spent a lot of time on the ocean, so he was able to tie what he learned from writers into songs that were not your ordinary songs and not just the fins to the left and cheeseburger in paradise mm-hmm. but literally tremendous poetic uh songs and it made me an even deeper fan um there's one called uh uh death of an unpopular poet you i mean there's the topics are unbelievable and and he everything was open and fair game to him so I respect the heck out of that. I really, I'll do. tell
4: you, Jeff, uh, we talked about this on the air. I told these guys because they didn't know it. I said, a song, every songwriter wish he could have written is a pirate looks at 40. Just go listen to that. I don't know if any of them, I don't know if any oh. of them did. But to me, that's, that's my favorite Jimmy Buffett song.
6: Well, there are sure some good ones, and that's a great one. Um, and if you think about it, he didn't try to follow any kind of music business. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, typical, oh, you have to put a girl in the song and there's got to be a truck and a bar and a farm and, you know. Mm-hmm. That, man, he just wrote what his heart told him to write. And he said in an interview I just finished watching this morning, I, you know, I've always trusted my intuition and it's done really well for me. Yeah. Oh, so he's true. he's a guy that, that worked outside the lines and people loved him some, didn't. I mean, I understand some people said, well, he's a lousy singer or that he wasn't that good a guitar player, but he was the artist. And, you know, say what you will, you've never seen that package and never will again. And everybody from me to Kenny Chesney to Zach Brown to anybody with a beach song owes Buffett a huge debt of gratitude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, he he paved the way. I I mean, he created the whole (laughs) genre.
2: I Have to Listen to a Pirate Looks at 40.
6: Is that yeah, the name of it, John? Yeah. Yeah, that's it.
4: Yeah. Oh. It's, it's wonderful.
6: That's a good one. I mean, there are so many songs like Yeah, that. there's um, a lot He's of got them. a collection yeah. of stuff called Songs You Don't Know by Heart. I mean, he was mm-hmm. that was the other thing about him. He would fit right in in our roundtable because he loves to just make fun of himself. He's not, you know, he's not like all hoity-toity and like, you, you know, have your people call my people. He's so down to earth, and yeah. all his guys were the same. Um, I've I, got a I good did, pal named Jim Mayer who played bass with Jimmy for 35 years. And Jim's as real as they come. And, you know, the, that's the kind of people he attracted and kept very low.
4: Yeah, I did notice, Jeff, from uh, all the obits, he had a lot of friends in the music business that you, you would never know of or think of. Uh, the Paul McCartney one is the one that instantly popped out at me. Uh, they were good friends. Oh, so man, yeah. obviously he was well-respected, you know, well-loved by the entire industry. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: Yep, it's- and there's a whole field of music they call Trap rock today, mm-hmm. yep. and a lot of it seems to focus on you know drunks on a boat and you know, <laughs> and assault on my glass and under a palm tree and, uh, but there there's so much more than that to Jimmy, and his his literary his learned scholarly writing the poetry that he wrote from that viewpoint
2: I'll tell you uh, what I'm what tempted really
6: impresses
2: me I'll tell you what I'm tempted to do Jeff maybe you have I've never read one of his novels
6: oh yeah
2: I'd like to I think yeah. I will
6: or have you John that sounds good Joe I have not yeah I'm gonna yeah. read his books interesting Jeff you I say think one of them is songs you don't know by heart maybe that's one okay. of them
1: I'm not sure you said uh regarding Jimmy he trusted his intuition and just followed that, and it proved to be successful for him. Kind of reminds me of uh, another guy uh, I know kind of well who, despite everything we tell him, he ignores us and <laughs> follows his intuition, and he seems to find success, even though he's got a scowl yeah. on his face right now.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Big scowl. You know, the, uh, the, uh, the, one inter- the introduction that he did for his video for Come Monday, he says, Oh, Come Monday, yes, one of my 2.5 hits. <laughs> I mean, he's just so, so humble. <laughs> so he, uh, to him, uh, I think it was as much being an entertainer and having a following and having people love him as anything else. And I think when you come down to it, his kids meant the world to him. Uh, one of his kids named Delaney uh, has been doing a video series on YouTube, and you can poke in there if you want, Joe, and see what you like.
2: All right.
6: Um, yeah, but he just... A quality dude, and again, the guys that worked for him all this time would tell you the same thing.
2: I was surprised to see he died at home uh, in the Hamptons, or uh, near the Hamptons. I would have assumed that he lived yeah. permanently on an island somewhere.
6: Well, he lived near the water, wherever he was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's he's had a place in Key West, although I heard he just sold that recently. So, you know, people knew that he was suffering, and, and the guys in the band last fall, we were in... Uh, Key West for the, the trap rock thing they called Parrot Heads in Paradise. Mm-hmm. And I was down there playing and hanging out with his band and they said, Yeah, Jimmy would love to be here, but he's just not doing it a while right hmm. now. So hmm.
2: Well, we thank you, sir.
6: Of course. Great to hear from you guys and uh you wrapped up your run at the fair, everything seems to be good and yeah. Weather doing all right, fish are biting.
2: That's right. It's cooled off, it's just like fall yeah. now.
6: <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'll be seeing uh, Charlie Ho here pretty quick Monday or Tuesday. I fly over to London for my two-week music tour doing Glenn Campbell's music. So, But Underhand. I'll be sure to do some Jimmy Buffett while I'm over there.
2: All right.
3: Thank you, Jeff Dayton. Thank you very see much. See you, Jeff. See All you right, later.
6: guys. See you later. Thanks, Joe, thanks, everybody. Thank we'll you. See you, GLA. Thank
3: you. Bye-bye. That's why he's the best. At a moment's notice, he dropped everything to come on the show. I yeah, think he, the did. answer for
2: me is to read... Read one of the
1: books. Okay.
2: okay. Tell you. Well, I'm just, sensing they might be Randy Wayne White-like.
1: Just dig deeper into his music catalog. Yeah,
2: I'll read the. I'll listen to the pirate song.
1: I. <laughs> yeah, see already. I can see this. Noise.
4: What, what noise? was the other one,
1: <laughs> Jeff recommended? It was "Death of an Unknown Poet." Yeah. Yeah. Death Death okay. Yeah. I'll look that up.
3: So I don't I'm still not understanding the entire controversy here. I don't think there is one to tell you the truth. Well that's what I'm wondering, because you, you didn't eh. it, it wasn't like you slammed him. I, I I Well, he did slam him.
4: He said he wasn't a very good singer, songwriter, or guitar player. That's a quote. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, he's yeah. not much of a
4: singer.
1: <laughs> Here we go there Here we go Call Jeff
4: back now
2: But I love the whole milieu I love the ambience I love the tropics I love the whole idea
4: uh, I, But I, not all the songs are about the tropics And it's, uh, See that's the point You think every song he did was Margaritaville 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, <laughs> 6, 7, 8 and, oh, and I'm sure the there were
2: some metaphysical approaches To Aristotle <laughs> And uh, yeah, all I
1: know Is yeah. um, you nothing know makes me
4: about change the subject, attaboy.
1: boy. <laughs> Nothing makes me happier than you two fighting. It just brings me so much joy. Well, you
2: know, what? I don't want to. I don't want to fight. I'm I'm perfectly willing to be educated and converted, and I have my
4: work cut out
1: for me. I don't more want to more. fight. Is
4: not, I don't want to fight. Is actually a Tina Turner song, not Jimmy.
1: Oh okay. she had a lot of job okay. Too. <laughs> okay, now John's casting hooks.
3: This <laughs> is kind of fun here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Why don't we
3: take a
1: timeout? Okay. We can do that. All right. OTE, pretty much anything you need related to auto care can be had at Scooney's. And uh, speaking of Scooney, Mike is on the phone. Uh, Now, Mike, I want to talk about something pretty important to me, some stuff that I noticed. I stopped in there last, what was that, last Friday? and uh, you walked me through the shop. As you know, I'm a shop rat. I'd like to stop in every shop I ever see and just walk through and see what they got. And um, a couple of things that I noticed that I wanted to talk about, first and foremost, and I think the most important, you have an alignment rack in the building. This, to me, is huge.
7: Yeah, well, well, we've (laughs) always had an alignment rack. This this one just happens to be shiny and new and, and sunk into the floor, so it's going to be super efficient. But
1: If, if I you know, would have known that you had an alignment rack all along, I would have talked about it every single week. Here's the deal, GLers, and a lot of you already know this. Buy your tires, get them balanced, obviously, and then get an alignment. In a lot of places where you buy tires, they don't have an alignment rack. Mike does. Mike sells tires. Mike can balance them. Mike can align your car, make those tires last longer. That's huge, Mike. To me, that's huge.
7: Yeah, it's a it's a big deal, especially up here in Minnesota with the uh, you know our our pothole uh, roads and and winter conditions and stuff. It's important to have good tires and have, important to have a good alignment. So yeah, uh, so yeah, I'm glad you noticed that.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, very impressed with that. The other thing I was very impressed with. Uh, Air conditioning in the shop. I love that you're making the guys and gals there comfortable. That's a big deal. Um, The the waiting room, very impressive. Spacious. Customers can spread out. And you have an office space there for customers. That is brilliant.
7: Well, so many people are working from, you know, wherever now. You You can work from home. You can work from getting your car serviced. Zoom calls, whatever. Yeah, we can. We got a little spot there where folks can uh, get service done and, and uh, have a nice little meeting and not be interrupted.
1: That's brilliant, Mike. What a great idea. And then I learned something. Uh, I, as we were walking through, uh, the, uh, a guy, a detail guy, was wet sanding a car. I had no idea. And I'm, do you remember that? Am I wrong? Was that just a customer that dropped his car off for detailing? Is that all that was?
7: yeah he was uh he was he was sanding it and polishing it and and getting it all uh detailed out for the customer See, so a, a little black miata so yeah it, i it looks I'm, great
1: I'm so stupid. I thought detailing was yeah, you wash it, you wax it, you vacuum it, clean it out really good. I had no idea sometimes it involves wet sanding that is brilliant, and I think that's going above and beyond for detailing very good, Mike.
7: Yeah, well, the people in the know now, they, there's a new fancy term that's been thrown about called paint correction. So I guess we've been doing paint correction for the last 85 years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to a, a new topic. This Saturday, play for Patrick, you've got 200 kids lined up already at uh, it's down in the Mazeppa area, right?
7: Uh, Plainview Elgin Millville High School, Mills, which is in Plainview. Millville, Plainview. yeah, Millville, yeah, which is in Plainview. So, so yeah, PEM for those in the know, but yeah, those folks down there in the southern region, the Rochester area, or even from the cities, because the high school is really only about an hour and 20 minutes away from the you know, St. Paul, Minneapolis area. So, mm-hmm. inside a two hour drive to go get a free heart screen is, uh, is, um, is a good value, and um. Yeah, we got, we got room for more kids and, and Kenny, we have, uh, this will be the best attended, uh, screen by medical professionals, by physicians, by, uh, echo technicians and EKG, EKG techs. We are super excited for this because, um, yeah, our road trip down there is going to be really cool because Mayo is, we're, we're, we're in Mayo's backyard and we're, we're just super excited. So it's going to be a great hard screen.
1: So 200 kids, but room for plenty more. So, yeah, you're really close to the Twin Cities, obviously, very close to Rochester. Everybody in that area should be dropping off their kids. We're talking ages, if I remember right, it was 14 to 23? What's the age range here?
7: 14 to 24, and the kids 24. do not have to be athletes. It's uh, it's It's all kids ages 14 to 24, so... Get registered at playforpatrick.org, and, and uh, we'll screen screen their heart. And, you know, it's like an hour, maybe an hour and a half um, process, depending on how many kids we have and, and that type of thing. But I, I would imagine with all the medical volunteers, it's not going to be uh, a real long wait for for your kid to go through this process. Uh, it's worth the
1: time. We're we're talking about saving lives here. Um, this this is something that really really matters. So if you're a grandma, aunt, uncle, parent, uh, get that kiddo signed up. This is very important. Meanwhile, anything you might need related to auto pa- repair can be had right there at Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care, the official body shop of Garage Logic, one of the top shops in the metro all the time. We're talking schoonoverbodyworks.com. dot com. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. This is Jeff? Yes, sir. Sip it slow. All
6: I can say, it's been a real tough year.
1: You
4: know, this is, a I am sure Jeff was, is the direct
6: influence of Jimmy Joe, Sound pain, and everything. Now I understand, you gotta love what you got while you can. Yeah,
4: just it slow. Isn't that nice?
1: Yes. Might all be gone before you know
2: Before John begins, it I just want to get back to Warsami in Ward 10 and say one thing. Uh, nobody in the 10th Ward, well, nobody is a ridiculous way to put it, Very few people in the 10th Ward listen to us, would be my suspicion. Okay, fair. Is that a reasonable suspicion? Sure Sure is. Uh, So, apparently, they're on board with this kind of political life.
3: Yes, Chris? How many of those very few people that listen to our podcast are even aware that this guy brought any warlord?
2: Probably very few, but then you can take that a step further. What would be, uh, I would imagine then, maybe a very low voter turnout in Ward 10 over the yeah. years. Yes.
3: And thus the elevation to the office of a Mysterian. And why the n- nomination is so much more important than the actual election. Because yeah. we just blindly check the DFL box. The closer you get to the well, country's tallest it just, buildings, uh,
2: I wish we were reaching. Uh, although I don't know what good it would do, but I, I wish we were reaching the people in Ward Ten. They're about to be, uh, they're about to be swamped, no matter who they elect. But, but <clears throat> maybe they don't feel swamped because this is the life they want.
1: <clears throat> I lived in Ward Ten for quite a while. Um, I don't think I met one GLer there. Yeah.
2: Here is John including Hite. yourself,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were a lot different when we were younger, weren't oh, we, Joe? Yes. I think
4: so. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty good line, Chris. Thank you. Uh, in uh, news, uh, DFL's second vice chairwoman, Shivanti Santanandan, said she was injured after being attacked by a group of armed men who carjacked her in the driveway of her Minneapolis home. On Tuesday, Uh, she said in a post on Facebook yesterday, my children and I were violently carjacked in the driveway of our home in Minneapolis. Four very young men, all carrying guns, beat me violently down to the ground in front of our kids. The young men held our neighbors up at gunpoint when they ran over and tried to help me all in broad daylight. She posted a picture of herself saying, look at the picture, look at my face in this picture. This is the face of a mother who has just had the expletive beaten out of her. A mother whose only thought was, let me run far enough so that my kids have a chance to get away. She said she suffered a broken leg, deep lacerations on her head. mackerel. Cuts and bruises all over her body. There's a lot of blood in the picture she posted. Do we
2: know where she lives? I don't need an address. I need an
4: area. It doesn't say what uh, part of town, no.
2: Look her up, Uh, please, Kenny, uh, to get me her uh, uh, area where she lives. And spell it for Kenny,
4: John. Yep, she's S-H-I-V-A-N-T-H-I.
1: And get into that
4: S-H-I-V-A-N-T-H-I, first name, and last name S-A-T-H-A-N-A-N-D-A-N.
1: Jeez. The police Your computer doesn't yeah. work, Joe. Joe? Is it, it's malfunctioning. Just would
2: you do that, please? Yeah, Just okay. to find out what All part right. of the city All she lives in. Yes, sir. Yes, mm. sir.
4: The, poli- the police department says her vehicle was later abandoned by the suspects and recovered by police. Uh, police say currently they have no other details available on suspects in the case. I'm unfamiliar with this woman. Is yeah. she
2: second in command for the DFL?
4: She is the second vice chairwoman, whatever. And I don't know. And she's in the house? I don't know what that would was. She indicate. a rep? I, um, I don't know. Wouldn't that be a party uh, post? Not a. Uh, oh, maybe thing. that's a party post. fell yeah. second vice chairwoman, I would think. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, she'd be the, yeah, the Minneapolis uh, whatever second vice chairperson.
3: So hmm. I'm curious why you're is. Are you striving at wherever she lived? Should that have been a calm neighborhood? Is that why you're I'm curious? I'm just curious. Oh, okay. Just curious
1: period of where this happened in broad well, daylight. She grew up in St. Paul. Okay. Um, Driveway over Minneapolis home. It doesn't say where.
2: Yeah, then hmm. it stands to reason she might be a party uh, employee and not necessarily right. a legislator. Yes, right? correct. That's so what I would assume. I guess there would be no need for the public to know where a party employee might Live right well, that's a shame. Uh, holy mackerel! Uh, Honest to God, maybe it's Ward 10.
4: As the fall season approaches, parts of the Midwest are continuing to see dry conditions worsen. In last week's report, the U.S. Drought Monitor said no parts of Minnesota were in exceptional drought and just over 10% was in an extreme drought. The percentage of land in an extreme drought is at 16.1%, while 1.4% of the state is now experiencing what they call an exceptional drought. City officials, uh, meanwhile, are asking St. Paul residents to consider water conservation measures as these conditions continue across the state. St. Paul Regional Water Service is asking customers to intermittently water outdoors starting today. The SPRWS suggests St. Paul residents use the odd-even watering method where customers with odd-numbered addresses water on odd-numbered days of the month and vice versa. The Department of Public Safety is calling it a long and bloody summer on Minnesota roads as the number of fatal crashes ranks as one of the highest that State Patrol has seen in a decade. Over the busy Labor Day weekend, DPS reported 11 deaths and 9 crashes. Data also shows the impact of what's known as the 100 deadliest days of summer, which is between Memorial and Labor Day. In that report, preliminary results for 2023 are at 161 deaths and 146 crashes, which is up from 116 and 110 in 2014. The report shows 168 fatalities and 153 crashes in 2022. Mike Hanson, Department of Public Safety Office of Traffic Safety Director, says the last three years have been, in his words, absolutely horrific. When I look at the last three years, certainly speed has again risen near the top of the list of things. When you think about it, speed is the one thing that makes every other bad decision or mistake that a driver makes even worse. Anson also says impairment and distracted driving continue to be a growing problem. In response to reckless driving, more law enforcement have been out on patrol targeting specific areas. Programs like HEAT and Project 20 have proven successful. Uh, so far, overall this year, there have been over 400 deaths on Minnesota roads, which is 35 fewer than the same time last year. Hansen said that means their efforts may be working.
3: Uh, I know you cited the, the last three years because I read the same thing this morning, Johnny, but yeah. the first thought that came to my mind when I read this was this is a bad time to start bragging about driver's licenses for all because I, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I have, I have a lengthy commute, and I've noticed the driving is getting horrifically bad I have right seen
2: now. increasingly poor driving uh, no matter where I am.
3: Speed, the number one factor. Kenny mentioned this the other day. I mean, if you're going the speed limit on 280... Yeah, you're, you're going to be you're going to be lucky if you don't <laughs> yeah. get rear-ended. Well, what's exactly. happening? What's happening? It's to just us? disregard, just disregard for anybody else on the road. I suppose
2: if you can shoplift $949 worth of stuff and not get any consequences, you probably think nothing of going 85 miles an
3: hour. There that's part of it. Um because I know especially as you get closer to the city, there's just you can't pull over everybody, you know, and and honestly, the the stretch of 35 from 494 into downtown, it's posted 55, but nobody goes under 70 miles an hour.
1: The thing is, it wouldn't be a big deal if everybody was doing 70 to 75, but we've got people doing 55, and then we've got most of people are doing 70, and then there's the zealots that insist on doing 80, 85, and that's where all the problems happen. Well,
3: and the reason I bring it up, too, is there's been three fatalities near my hometown of Fairborn, in the construction zone of 35. Uh, I believe all of them have included a semi. And yeah. part of that reason is that they don't. people are not slowing down when they see the approach signs. You, know, Hey, uh, merging traffic ahead, slow down. People aren't paying attention to that. And right. they don't
1: know that the merge is coming, right? You also have a very dangerous intersection on 169 in uh, Jordan. Very much, very so. dangerous, and I believe they're redesigning that. Yes, uh, Joe, I cannot find a address or even ward for Shivanthi.
4: All right, that's fine. Uh, Governor Tim Walls, we talked about this, has ordered flags to fly at half-staff on Friday and Saturday in honor of one of the state's former governors who died last month. Al Quie died on August 18th, and he will lie in state at the Minnesota Capitol on Friday from noon to 3 p.m. To honor Quie. Walls ordered all state and U.S. flags to fly at half-staff from sunrise on Friday to sunset on Saturday.
2: Was this an afterthought?
4: Well, I think the lying in state thing is what... Uh,
2: but, I mean, he died August would, 18th. Uh, what, true. Maybe I just don't understand the protocol. I do not know yeah. about lying maybe in state.
3: Maybe somebody reminded the governor.
2: Maybe. Uh, he did uh, celebrate the kids going back to school in Bloomington Tuesday, yeah. but what, they what started I, last week.
4: Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still want to know if he found his cat. We yeah, haven't seen that I, update. I'm
2: unaware that he lost his
4: cat. Did, did oh, you? Yeah. Last did, week was a big story.
1: Did you see the footage of him greeting the kids as they walked in the building? Didn't I just say that? I, what I was hoping while I was watching was that at least one kid would snub him. Just one kid. You know, or, I didn't. Or,
2: or say, hey, Tubby, where were you last week? That's yeah. when we opened.
1: How you doing, Rocks and Cows? Hey, where, how's where you flannel been? shirt working out for <laughs> right you? <up>. Yeah. Cows.
4: <laughs> On that note, uh, let's take a little break. We'll have more news after this after we hear from our mayor, Joe Suchere. Uh
2: Well, I do want to tell you that the final week of the state fair sale is still underway. At EcoFun Motorsport. It, it ends this Saturday. All Bintelli scooters are buy one at regular price, get one 50% off. All Yamaha, Bintelli, and Scootstar electric bikes are buy one at regular price, get one at 50% off. You got to be kidding me. Load up. All Tau Motor Kids ATVs are buy one at regular price and get fifty percent off on another one. Golf carts and four-wheel drive side by sides are up to a grand off the normal sale price, and they have snow blowers on sale for eight hundred bucks off. Sixty-inch wide two-stage snow blowers uh, that fit most side by sides in ATVs that'll move the snow we get. This is Eco Fun Motorsports. The uh, Forest Lake Store is on Highway 97, just west of 35. And the Burnsville Store is on the service road of life near County Road 42. I hope you got a chance to visit them at the state fair. They were present there at the state fair right near where we were. Mm -hmm. And they are your electric bike capital of the world. And this is a hell of a sale. And it's continuing from the fair through this week. Because Monday was still the fair, you know. That's true. And so the uh, fair sale concludes this Saturday at EcoFun Motorsports.
5: Your kids are back in school, and when they get home, they do their homework. So why aren't you doing your homework? You have been with that same home and auto insurance company that has only one agent who represents only one insurance company for years. You deserve better than that. Get options. Let's face it. Your insurance needs change as the years go by. Insurance companies' rates certainly change as the years go by. That is why the Canopy Group provides you with 16 options, not just one. Outsource your homework to the Canopy Group. They will teach you how they find the best insurance coverage for the best price, not only today, but each and every year. Contact the Canopy Group at 800-967-3369 or visit thecanopygroup.com and let them do the homework for you. Contact the Canopy Group at 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com and let them do the homework for you. This guy wears many hats,
0: just not indoors.
3: You know, North American Banking Company was happy enough to sponsor the Garage Logic 30-year anniversary celebration that, you know what? They said, Reavers, why don't you come on in? And I did. I met with them a couple of months ago and decided to become a customer. And I'm glad that I did. And I know that you will be too. And they get it. They realize that there's no shortage of banking options here in the Twin Cities. So if you are tired, just like I was, of being a number to your big national bank, then check out my friends at North American Banking Company. They have six locations here in the Twin Cities to serve you. My location's in Roseville, but you can also see them at 50th and France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location in Maple Grove. They do offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the great service of a community bank. And they are also locally owned and operated. And this is huge because that means loan decisions are made in the Twin Cities. And this helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand their business with confidence. So, Do this today. Check them out online, nabankco.com. That's nabankco.com. That's their website. Poke around and check them out. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. Maybe when it
2: comes to Jimmy Buffett, I would have been better off saying I just simply don't like the genre of which he was so paramount in. Maybe that, that would be the way to say it. Okay. There you
3: go. Is it still bugging you? Is that No, why?
2: no, I'm just thinking of ways to get myself off the hook. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> you're not going to with me, so it doesn't matter. But I just don't like the genre, and that's an accurate statement.
4: Well, what's the genre? I mean, he's a singer-songwriter. Trap rock. Well, but he, which tells me all you've ever heard is Margaritaville. You've never heard anything else I'm by using As term, I'm using the term. Jeff told you.
2: I'm using the term Jeff Dayton used. Trap rock. Uh, Have you seen that I'm, new Rolling Stones video? I love it. John, I've noticed you can carry Santa a Jim, an old coot like me, okay. early this morning alerted me to the new Stones video, which I think is one of the finest produced rock video I've ever seen. Wow,
5: ever, yep, ever.
2: Yep. That's
4: a uh, pretty. The pretty song's called even.
2: Angry, and it's a good tune. It's I love it, okay. but then again, I know nothing about music. All right, nothing. You've established that. You got that right. <laughs>
1: Uh, John, you really know how to hold a grudge. You can really, I don't really yeah, no, you do. You really, even though a cool. guy uh, begs for forgiveness and maybe even changes his opinion, you still hold that original opinion I'll, against that guy.
4: I'll have you know, pretty much everybody I talk to about this show says I'm the nicest guy on this show. What do you think of that? Really?
1: What the <laughs> hell? Do they they know? Really? Are they on crack? What, 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 what's wrong with them? <laughs> You're going to give me the Gene
4: Wilder speech for a minute there, Joe. <laughs> All right, back to the news. I don't know now. what speech it would be. <laughs> From Blazing Saddles, when he tells Cleveland Little not to worry about being called a racial slur. Remember. Oh, yeah. These are simple people. These are. They're I'll continue. Idiots. Hunter Biden is expected to be indicted on <laughs> morons. The morons. Morons. You know, That's morons. Right. morons. Did you know Gene Wilder? Uh, he, uh, he improvised that. That was not in the script, and that's why Cleveland Little cracks up So, Anyway, let's go back to the news now. Hunter Biden is expected to be indicted on a federal gun charge by the end of September. Special Counsel David Weiss's team told U.S. District Judge Mary Ellen Noriecka on Wednesday. Noriecka had set yesterday as a deadline to hear from both sides about how to move forward on the diversion agreement that would have allowed Biden to avoid jail time for a felony charge of lying on a federal form when buying a firearm in 2018. The expected charges come after an original plea agreement collapsed in July. Hunter Biden was expected to plead guilty in July to two misdemeanor tax counts of willful failure to pay federal income tax as part of a plea deal to avoid jail time on that felony gun charge. But... The judge, uh, who's the judge of the U.S. District Court for the District of Delaware, declined to accept the plea and pretrial diversion agreements with Hunter Biden during his first court appearance related to the charges. She described the DOJ's deal as unconstitutional, not standard and different from what I normally see. Biden was forced to plead not guilty to two misdemeanor tax charges and one felony gun charge. Since then, Attorney General Merrick Garland tapped Weiss to serve as special counsel with jurisdiction over the Hunter Biden investigation and any other. Other issues that have come up or may come up related to that probe.
2: Hunter Biden will never go to jail. <clears throat> no. Now there are two sets of laws in this country. I used to th- I used to say as recently as yesterday, one for <laughs> the rich and one for the rest of us. I now beginning to think it isn't necessarily rich. It's one for the connected and the rest of us. That's better. Yes, you're right. Yeah.
3: You don't think he'll do as much time as the guy that got 22 I years? I don't.
4: I don't think he will. No. Okay. No. I don't think he should because you see. Uh, Trade, being a traitor to your country is kind of a worse thing, but anyway. Well, it's almost uh,
3: yeah, Hunter trade.
2: hasn't really been a traitor to this country <laughs> it's, it's at all. It's almost being a traitor to your country to hook up with a, a gas company in Ukraine and steal their money uh, when you have absolutely no knowledge of the gas business.
4: Has he been charged with that? I'm just curious if
1: there's a
2: charge there. No, all I'm saying He's is even it even maybe sure isn't the will, rich and the poor. It's the connected <laughs> and the not connected.
1: Unless it involves something sexual related. A la then Jeffrey Epstein, um, Harvey, what's the Harvey, Weinstein, Weinstein, Weinstein. Weinstein. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Are you su- suggesting connected politically? Yeah.
4: Okay. Yeah. Do, you, do you think in 200— I don't think Trump will ever go to jail. No. Do you ever think in 200 and however many years we've been a country, it's ever been any different?
2: Uh, no, I don't.
4: Okay. I don't. Me neither. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley is the only GOP presidential candidate who's leading in a hypothetical matchup with Joe Biden, according to a new poll released this morning. It's a CNN poll conducted by SSRS. It found that Haley led Biden 49 to 43 percent, while every other major Republican candidate remains neck and neck with Biden. No other GOP hopeful, including former Vice President Mike Pence, Senator Tim Scott, entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy, former New Jersey. Governor Chris Christie, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, or former President Trump showed more than a two-point margin in the matchup with the sitting president, which is all within the margin of error. When asked about a potential rematch between Trump and Biden, 47% of respondents said they would choose Trump. 46% said they would choose Biden. Secretary of State Antony Blinken traveled to Ukraine's capital on Wednesday and met with President Vladimir Zelensky, delivering a U.S. vote of confidence, even as Russia made one of the deadliest attacks of the war on civilians. A Russian missile struck kostyan da an eastern city near the front lines, killing at least 17 people and wounding 32 others and might still be more trapped in the rubble, according to officials. Uh, All of those people uh, were shopping. Those were shoppers that were killed. They hit a marketplace at about two in the afternoon. Uh, Joe, following the shoot down of three unidentified objects in three days over Alaska, the Yukon,
3: and and Lake
4: Huron in February, and the downing of that Chinese spy balloon off the coast of South Carolina a week earlier, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau received a secret memo laying out how the Canadian government was responding to the February 11th Yukon incident. In addition, it stated that full exploitation of whatever the U.S. Air Force shot down over the waters of Alaska had not yet been completed. Reports a few days later said the U.S. had called off the search for wreckage of the downed object. Exactly what kind of intelligence exploitation this is referring to in the memorandum? Is unclear
2: just to think that fruitcake is getting these secret memos. Justin Thompson, or whatever the hell his name is, Trudeau. Yeah, Trudeau.
4: yeah, Trudeau. That would be he looks a
2: lot co- like Fidel just Castro, a,
1: Castro, doesn't he? Justin
2: Thompson. Um, I think so. the greatest line I saw was, was half the country was surprised
1: that he was married. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, you mentioned Nikki Haley. Go, Nikki. I did. So I'm reading about her. She came out, um, in favor of term limits and testing. For everybody in Congress, the entire Congress, uh, she uh, thinks, uh, what's his uh, name, uh, this old man? Mitch McConnell. Yeah, yeah, he needs to go. But listen to this, and Joe, I want you to answer these questions, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> these are the questions she wants answered. Yeah. Tell us where you were born. Uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. Name four words that start with the same letter. Fire, what? friend,
2: free, and uh, fop fop <laughs> you,
1: you get extra credit for that that's right that's amazing <laughs> that's right and the last question and i know you've got to get this such i'm really pulling for you you can do it buddy how many grandchildren do you have 11 wow that was a fast answer mm-hmm. okay you're in, Where's buddy. Does she really want those <laughs> questions answered? I think these were just examples. Just, yeah, I think she was just, you know, talking. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, old mashed potato brain? Would would
3: Mitch be able to pull that off? Uh, no, unless he, freezes no. Up on you, he could no. go into a freeze down. The old
2: <laughs> freeze tag, down. Mitch, was pretty funny. He's going to go right into the peas one of these
1: days. I, you know, I can't pronounce justice. There, I did it. Yeah. Justice, May <laughs> be I mean, served. In the U.S. Justice Department.
4: Many major philanthropic groups have increasingly focused their attention in recent years on helping struggling local newsrooms, and now they're joining forces. This morning, more than 20 nonprofit organizations are announcing plans to invest a total of 500 million dollars. Over the next five years, in local media organizations, one of the biggest efforts yet to address the crisis in local news. The initiative is spearheaded by the MacArthur Foundation. It's called Press Forward. I get, um, it. Press the, Forward. I that, get it? Press
2: Forward. I get it. Isn't that a conflict? Of, I, I, yeah, the, the day that they
3: pay me, I'm done. I don't want their money. The
4: MacArthur Foundation? Yeah, I don't want their What's money. wrong with the MacArthur Foundation. I don't Found- want well, their no, money.
3: But, but my question, John, is isn't that a conflict of interest? Yeah. With whom? MacArthur. Well, <laughs> Douglas? Or no, Doug. Uh, Doug. No, I'm asking a serious question. I'm not trying to be a smartass. With, smart with ass. who, Chris? I, I got to admit,
2: know. I didn't hear the
3: beginning of his
1: story.
2: Well, yeah, who would it be? a Conflict?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was. With? I was actually reading about Nikki Haley. <laughs> I, was,
4: I was reading a, um, an email from Scott. <laughs> an
1: mature. investment
3: into to a media outlet. If you're a, if you're a nonprofit, that's not a conflict. Of i mean I'm just well, asking. the Macarthur's
4: I'm, the guys that they give grants and uh, so, uh, whatever's. Uh,
1: to, I hear their name uh, mentioned a lot on PBS.
4: Yeah. yeah, they do. Actually, they sponsor a lot of shows okay. on PBS. You're correct, Kenny. Okay. You're yeah. correct. Hey, can you say into
2: your microphone a show that was on NOVA? Would that come up? Sure.
0: can um, try it right, right now. Kel-
2: Kelsey's uh, uh, advised right now. me to watch about some Arctic explorers. You see, He said they make Shackleton look weak. There's no way anyone could make Shackleton look like weak. Shackleton, Shackleton looks there, weak. Just say that it was an Arctic exploration by the British in the 1870s or 80s, and the ships were never heard from again.
1: Hmm. I think I've heard of this. Uh,
2: yeah. yeah, it was a Nova deal, but I'd have to say it into my microphone on the remote. Got it? Because I wouldn't know. But else you don't I'd know be. the name of it. Yeah, he. It's at home. I I email. You I, wrote it on a post-it note. I about. got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> John, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank. You want to hear something from Montana? I do. Joe at first, I thought this might be a case of Americana at large. However, Americana is first described on GL as what we believe to see our experience. What we believe to see or experience things we believe to be staying alive from a bygone era. What I experienced this last weekend was life as it has always been and will continue to be in much of America. This past holiday weekend, I helped a good friend cook half a cow for his cousin's wedding, which was held on the family ranch. The ranch is outside Jackson, Montana, about 50 miles from the Idaho border. The wedding party consisted of the ranch owner's daughter, an Air Force veteran, and her fiancé, an Air Force veteran. All the rest were also current Air Force, and I made a joke to my buddy that they looked like the Top Gun Maverick team. Nice. Two of whom were F-52 fighter pilots. The rest were the family ranch hands and a brother-in-law who was an active Navy SEAL. The groom is active duty on a base assigned to missile security, and the bride is a C-17 pilot. Quite the group of young people, I thought. The night before, we peeled off to bed as the young wedding party took some beers and headed out to the local hot springs. The 5A alarm, 5 a.m. alarm came quickly as my buddy and I got up, made coffee, and headed to the main ranch to start the fire for the cow. We got to the house at 5.30, and the valley was a brisk 46 degrees, and dawn was right around the corner. Two things— There were already three ranch hands up, sitting on the step of the main house, laughing and drinking coffee, and to my surprise, none of the young crowd were there. They couldn't still be out partying at the Springs, I thought, because some of their vehicles were here. We started our fire as Mom, the brother of the bride, brought us more coffee and breakfast. Dad joined us after he had already taken care of numerous things on the property. About 9 a.m., two of the trucks came down the road and parked up by us next to the barn. About half the wedding party, a mix of guys and girls, all got out, all dressed in camo. They weren't still out from the night before, but rather they had gotten up early to head out to do some recon for the opening of elk hunting. About 10.30, the other half of the group returned on foot. Again, a mix of guys and girls. They were dressed in athletic clothes, and we came to learn they headed out early for a 12-mile hike. In the city, you play golf on wedding day if you're the guys and go to the spa for the girls, not this crew. They were some of the neatest, fun, intelligent young people I've ever been around in a long time. At one point, five of the guys were resting with beers and chairs by us, watching as I moved and finessed the several large beef primals I was cooking. And what happened next warmed my heart. Mom came out of the house, came over to us. Boys, I need help moving. And that's as far as she got in her sentence when all five boys and all in unison set their beers on the ground and promptly stood up. They didn't look around to see who was standing and who wasn't. No look like you got this. They just all stood immediately to help the matriarch. While cooking, I spent the day watching numerous interactions like this. Dad and daughters saddling their horses together so they could ride in together for the ceremony. The young men getting dressed in dress uniform for their wedding. Ranch boys moving, helping, doing whatever needed to be done. I joked with my buddy how his cousins would have responded had they been stuck in rain and mud in Black Rock, Nevada. Not that they would be caught dead there to begin with. Joe, much of the country lives this life every day and will continue to do so. There is an individual who lives in, works in, and governs in cities with tall buildings. And the world I experienced this last weekend is absolutely completely foreign to them, regards Scott Matura. The only problem is the people living this life are few and far between compared to the vast majority of the population which lives closest to the country's tallest buildings. I just hope they can preserve that, yeah. that life. And I wanted to uh, read something real quick from Bulgaria. All right. I have it right here. Uh, well,
1: you look for it. He, he said a ranch near Jackson, 50 miles east, east of, of Idaho. Idaho. Yeah. Anything, any other particulars? I'm trying to narrow down exactly where this ranch is. No, no okay. particulars. Just, just that? All right. Yeah.
2: Gee, where did I have it? Dave Bliss sent me a really interesting piece.
1: Have you been to that part of Wyoming, Joe? No, uh, just Yellowstone. Yeah, this is directly south of Yellowstone. And even the Wyoming and over in Idaho, just absolutely amazing, breathtaking country.
2: You better take a break, Reavers. This is important that I find this email from Dave
1: Bliss. You cannot stop him, he'll just make a move Joe Suchere
2: Read you a note yesterday from a very satisfied customer Of the Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities people You need a guy, and this, this example is My guy is the entire family Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities Is a Minnesota family owned business They're GLers We got a note from a guy who said they came out and took care of everything promptly and correctly. They put in a new door in for the guy's daughter. Uh, Look, these garage doors are heavy. Winter's coming. You don't want to stumble out there when it's 20 below and discover you can't open the door. So uh, get a hold of Precision Door of the Twin Cities for a tune-up. They serve the Metro. They serve Western Wisconsin. They can be reached 24-7. They don't charge more, unlike other guys they don't charge more for weekend visits. And as I said, when it is time to get a new door, Precision Garage Door will help you improve that curb appeal quotient. Uh, really good people. They're GLers, so that's all you need to know. They fix garage doors correctly. Get help immediately at PrecisionDoorMN.com. I got a note from Dave Bliss I in heard. Bulgaria. Yeah. Some of us guys are blessed to be married to true CI girls. I submit that I am such a fellow. As you may or may not remember, Sasha and I are back in the U.S. for a while. We're back in the U.S. for a while. After a month or so of being back, we discovered that we had worn out our old bed frame. We had it stored (laughs) while we were... Congratulations. No that what a boy. No. High fives all around.
5: Well, You can leave that running, baby. I,
2: I, you know what? <laughs> please, please, you children.
3: Well, he was bragging. We're congr- congratulating him. Come on, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. hearty
1: handshake.
3: Joe do you have that problem in your house You call me now
1: Not an issue in my house either We had worn
2: out our old bed frame We had it stored when we were in Bulgaria (laughs) So it was old And it had seen lots of use Uh It was time for a new one The old one is metal And has been sitting disassembled In our garage for a few weeks now Sasha and I got to talking about How to dispose of it Obviously, we could not put it in the trash. It's too big. I suggested we take it to a scrapyard and see if we could get a few bucks for it. I also jokingly proposed that I could get a big power saw that could cut through metal to slice the thing up so that it can fit in the garbage can. As this was not a serious proposal, I was surprised when Sasha responded by asking, is there anything else you could use the saw for? I I started thinking, I'm on the edge of permission here. I quickly responded, yes, we could use it to cut up big stuff. She thought for a few seconds and said, just get it. And then after 48 hours, tell me we've always had it. I married a gem. I married a gem, Dave Bliss. Oh, I'm sorry. Dave Bliss, not currently in Bulgaria. So this all happened stateside. You
5: can leave that running, baby. He
2: must be talking about what would cut through metal, a sawzall? Yeah, I suppose. Well, you know, or Wheel of Death, anything. He's got one now, and he got right. it under the 48-hour rule. That's pretty cool. Only.
1: That's the second coolest part of that email. Right. I'm surprised just <laughs> um, just to keep the memory going, he didn't want to hang it on the wall. Just right. so they could Trophy. gaze at it. Remember the days? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Maybe, you know, if you're a real or okay, you can read, got it. You can repurpose it and hang lamps from it. It could be a chandelier.
4: And Joe, you must have proofread that, right, before you ever brought it to us. And, and when you read that first line, you must have known what was going to happen.
2: Yeah, he but I, I think he was being entirely serious. Probably just an old bed that wore
1: out. Uh, Dave, yeah. rewrite us. Make it clear what your meaning was. Right. <laughs> I just liked her response. Yeah, In the yeah. business, yeah. we call that a humble
3: brag. You know, I was uh, heading to the gym this morning and I noticed it's things like
1: that, you know, a humble brag. <laughs> My abs are fantastic.
2: <laughs> Only because they come to us. From where? All the way from Henderson, Nevada, where the Lyman's are still trying to renew their driver's licenses.
3: They should just come here. They get yeah. to hand them out. On this day, <laughs> September 9th, uh, 7th, in 1876,
2: the younger gang, younger gang tried to rob the First National Bank in Northfield. Bookkeeper Joe Lee Haywood delayed the robbery by refusing to open the vault and played and paid with his life. Wasn't that mentioned yesterday?
3: Northfield no. robbery. Northfield no. might have it's come only up because but, yeah,
2: but it was this day in history that they tried to rob the bank. Got it. Oh, Younger came up yesterday yeah. Yeah. Yes. he died in prison on that day That's yesterday, what was, right? I'm right. Yep. And then we all know uh, the rest of the story. On this day in 1885, September 7th. Minnesota celebrated its first Labor Day. Huh. The state legislature declared the first Monday in September a legal holiday in 1893. On this day in 1885... 1885 on September 7th? The Minnesota State Fair opened on its present grounds. The area was in St. Paul at the time and later became part of
1: Falcon Heights. The what twid- time did we record that day? I forget. Pardon? What time did we record <laughs> that day? I forget. Yeah, we've been around
4: a
3: while. You had Marjorie on, I think. Yeah, Marjorie was first that day.
1: She was in her 50s then. <laughs> <laughs> the Joe? Twin
2: Cities had battled about which one would host the fair, St. Paul or Falcon Heights, but Ramsey County's donation of 200 acres for a permanent fairgrounds uh-huh. Clinched St. Paul's victory. The site had been the Ramsey County Poor Farm. I did not know that. No.
1: Oh, they greased the wheels, huh? Sure. Run those pores out of there. They can f- go live under a bridge somewhere. Screw them. And on this day <laughs> in 1996, September 7th, Kirby
2: Puckett's salute to you oh. drew 51,000 fans of the Metrodome. On July 12th, God, it was that long ago. On July 12, 1996, Puckett had announced his impending retirement. He was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame on AUG 5,
3: 2001. That was a sad day. I was at that game.
1: Well, he had a short career, didn't he? Yeah. Was it glaucoma or something eye-related? Yeah. We lost him way too early. Oh, I thought he got hit in the face. No, that's a... Well,
3: some people tried to make that leap, but he had said it had nothing. And doctors, right, had said it had nothing to do with him getting hit in the head.
4: And they discovered the glaucoma because of that, right? Because
3: they were looking at the eye that got hit. And that's how they discovered.
2: Oh.
3: Oh. You're missing one. What? On this day. Yeah. In 2018. That yes was our last radio show. Oh really? Five oh. years ago today. Really? Mm-hmm.
2: September seventh,
3: two thousand eighteen. Hmm. And the I'll next Monday damned. it went. Hello everybody. No, no, no,
2: stop practicing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hi everybody. Hey, I'm back. What are we
2: doing? <laughs> that was when Rook called in uh, hammered because he was at a garage. No,
3: that that was when the announcement was made. Yeah, that was the day we found that out that we were. You know, all losing our jobs. Oh boy. That's the day Rookie called in. Yeah. The, the, the last radio did. Remember, because Patrick wore a tie to the studio.
2: This is what. So September 7th, 2018, that was a Friday. Yep. Was our last
3: we radio did the fair. broadcast. Yep. We did the fair. Yeah. And then we came back and did that last
1: four days of radio shows. That's right. The following year was the best year of my life. <laughs>
3: You had six-day weekends. Six-day
1: weekends. My God, it was amazing. Wasn't
2: he on the first year of the podcast? He was. He was on Wednesday
1: once a week. Day a week. Once a week. And that's, all he yeah. did, the two hours he sat there, was bitched. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get this over with, jerk. <laughs> i got to
3: get back up to the
2: farm. So the, first, I was year, only on. the first year of the podcast, ketty was only on once a week?
4: Yeah, that's why <clears> the throat> original throat> open says, What about Johnny? I was two days a week
1: to start
2: i'll be and damned
1: john my or joe my I'll family be dipped my family was yeah. living in south minneapolis i would drive down there do the show turn around drive back up here <laughs> i wouldn't even go home
2: <laughs> i got another note from a saint olaf uh, father tom no what's his name uh todd from central iowa ward of gumption county he too has had success with the kid he used to have as St. Olaf and wanted us to know that. Uh, Like your Oli, Joe, all evidence points to mine being tremendously successful. She managed a meaningful degree in education from a failed academy. She chose to think for herself, apply yourself in a way which she was taught against her own experiences and beliefs. So he's telling Tom from St. Paul, fear not, there is hope. Okay. All right. That's good. Thank
4: you, GLers. Hey, everybody. It's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress free this spring with Factors Delicious, ready to eat meals. You can get their fresh, never frozen, chef crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. Get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need, and you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 and use code garagelogic50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% 20% off your next box. That's code GarageLogic50 at factormeals.com/slash GarageLogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while
0: your subscription is active. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail, from accepting payments to managing inventory.
3: If you could do us a favor and hit the subscribe button right there. It's on the Garage Logic YouTube channel, and uh, we are posting daily content for your amusement that I know you will enjoy. You can also follow us along on all of our social media channels, which includes Facebook, X, and Instagram. And uh, what am I missing? Uh, oh, the Garage Logic Town Council. Yes, yes, 10 bucks a month. $100 for the year, unlimited access for all sorts of behind-the-scenes footage, and also uh, archived audio is available for you. John, you going to be here tomorrow?
4: Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, sure. Why not? Go ahead. You
3: know? What were you going to say?
1: Um, nothing. Okay, sorry. Talk to you on Monday.
2: <laughs> no, you're here tomorrow. No, he's not. He, nah. Where is
3: he going? I'm God spot. God bless it. I'm going to hit this spot. What a bunch of fruitcakes. <laughs> It is that time once again that we pick up that phone and we make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again, and now is the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Do what I did and pick up that phone and dial 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh, and you will once again get straight talk. You will never get sugar-coated advice, and Josh is there for you with that 48-minute no-obligation financial consultation. And he's with us right now here in Garage Logic. And boy, Josh, a lot of worry right now out there, isn't there?
8: Double, double oil trouble, cauldron deep. Yes, there's a lot of worry out there, Chris. Hit September. We'll say the varsity is back from the Hamptons. They're concerned about football season, they're concerned about their drafts and how their draft picks are going to do in this football season, which opens. Tonight, the NFL opens open tonight. Betting lines have been open and plenty of sports books are looking forward to generating some extra money. Today's game is brought to you, of course, by Amazon. And Amazon has been in a little bit of a funk since reaching a recent high. Seems that the FTC, under FTC chair Lena Kahn, who has had a hard issue with Amazon, since she was in law school, writing an academic paper on Amazon's and Jeff Bezos's using the law to create a virtual monopoly on retail sales. I don't know where Lena Khan shops, but Amazon certainly does not have a monopoly on retail sales. It does have a big advantage in online sales, but not a monopoly on retail sales. I don't think Amazon has a 5% share in total retail versus companies like Walmart, Costco, Target, Kroger, and others. Walmart does have a lead when it does come to online. And one of the things that Lena Khan, the FTC chair objects to is lower prices and better service for consumers. She's against that. Oh, because that has been the the standard for monopoly and for antitrust law for many, many decades. Does this bring lower prices? Instead, Lena Khan is kind of adopting the European model. How does Amazon do in dealing with its competitors? Can Amazon's competitors compete with Amazon? If not, or if there's a struggle, then, of course, Amazon is seen not as a beneficiary to consumers, but as a dreaded big company. Monopolist. In any case, sometime later this month, the FTC is expected to file a suit against Amazon and seeking, we'll call it, extraordinary measures, which could include breaking up Amazon into three businesses, their AWS, their third-party sales, and Amazon Current Retail. It's going to be a very interesting court fight as time goes on, but in any case, the sum of the parts of Amazon, should that happen, is close to $200 a share per some analysts' estimate. Meantime, the European Union is going after Amazon, Microsoft, Google, Facebook, Apple, and TikTok as digital access platforms and proposing significant fines on their businesses if they don't move to interoperability, allowing people to use one platform versus another and operate between them at will. Apple, of course, has said, well, this is going to create an issue both for privacy and safety. But That also has been an issue affecting those U.S. companies. And notice that with the exception of TikTok or ByteDance, as it's known in China, all these companies are major Internet players worldwide and are based in the U.S. To me, this is just another tax grab by the Europeans in the name of creating more competition. I don't think it helps at all. And then when we're talking about Apple, Apple stock has been down recently because of reports. Notice I said reports that the Chinese government is banning or severely curtailing our government workers and workers in state-owned enterprises from bringing their iPhones to work. Of course, this brought the bears of Apple out in force. And the biggest bear of all said, now, given all this, Apple is not worth $180 a share it might only be worth $120 a share. Well, this particular uh, analyst has been negative on Apple for as long as I can remember, and I've been a Apple shareholder as have my clients dating back to 2004. If you've been a bear that long, you and your clients have lost a significant amount of money on Apple. Another bear on Apple, you know, sees Apple lacking in innovation and is comparing Apple to either as a stock or as a company, to IBM 10 years ago. In other words, advisors can never go wrong recommending Apple or 10 years ago, 20 years ago, it was IBM. Time again has proved this individual wrong. This time, well, Apple's business does a lot of business in China. They manufacture product in China. The iPhones that are sold in China conform to Chinese regulation. But I think there is some... Retaliation on the part of the Chinese government towards Apple. And it just happens to coincide with the introduction of a new flagship phone from Huawei, which came out last week. And Huawei, of course, is a Chinese phone, and Huawei. Has been banned in the United States several year, years ago for fear that its parts would provide information to the Chinese government. So we'll see what happens next week. Analysts do predict that Apple could lose in China somewhere between 5 and 10 million units of iPhone sales in the next year if this ban is true, and that would result in a loss of maybe 15 cents worth of EPS next year. Meanwhile, no analyst has, or maybe I can't say no, few analysts have noted, as I have, that Apple's expansion into other emerging markets, including Vietnam and India, could Offset any loss of sales in China, and probably end up generating even more revenue to Apple than what they lose. So strap in, enjoy football. Make sure you place your bet through, we'll say, FanDuel or my favorite, DraftKings, and. If you want a piece of the pie, these are stocks that are available. Of course, there's no guarantee of results from owning any of these shares, and there is risk involved.
3: Very good, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, G Ellers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and never, ever sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat have a great day a fantastic weekend and we'll talk to you again next week
8: go vikings
3: investment services offered by josh arnold investment consultant llc a security investment advisor past performance is no guarantee of future results all investments involve risk all comments and opinions are josh arnold's and do not constitute
2: investment advice chris reavers is a paid endorser